Hey, this is Chandler from SCTM Preps. We hope that you're enjoying the SCTM Preps podcast and all we have to offer. If you really, really enjoyed the podcast, we'd love to get some listener support. As little as 99 cents a month could help us out tremendously. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm, search SCTM Preps Podcast, and click on the listener support button is all you got to do to help us out. We'd really appreciate it and really appreciate your support. And thank you for listening to SCTM Preps. This is the SCTN Podcast with Chris Goforth and Chandler Morrison, covering high school football in Chattanooga and the Southeast Tennessee area. The SCTN Podcast. Welcome into SCTN Preps. Chris Goforth, Chandler Morrison. It is our week of coaches as we work our way towards the uh, the jamborees that will be taking place. Uh, the uh, Sequatchie Valley Jamboree going on over in Dunlap and then the the, the big best of preps jamboree that will happen at Finley Stadium over three nights with 23, 22, 23 teams, whatever the number is, uh, that will be a uh, that'll be a fun week uh, this week. So make sure you make plans to get out. Not sure when you're going to hear this podcast, but uh, make sure you make plans to get out and enjoy little high school football as it is back this week. It's hard to believe. Chandler, it's been since um, you know early December since the last time we actually had actually had games to talk about. And while with the jamboree, we're not going to get too much into breaking too many things down from it. We will start talking about uh, you know previewing games starting next week. So, man, I look forward to it and want to encourage folks to check us out uh, on Twitter at SETN Preps. You can find Chandler at Sports Chandler. You can find me at Crisco Fourth One. Of course, our SETN Preps Facebook page. Make sure you give us a like there. And then, if you are on Apple Podcast, we would appreciate you subscribing, and then rate us and review us. You can do that. We appreciate your five star ratings on Apple Podcast. You can also find us on Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and Anchor.fm, and the website setnpreps.com. So, Chandler. This uh, today we're going to visit with uh, maybe the newest coach, literally the newest coach. He just got hired in early July. Goose Manning, head coach now of the Ottawa Owls, will uh, spend some time with us. Looking forward to getting an opportunity to to talk with him. Ottawa, a a big school uh, with a murderous schedule to start this season. <laughs> yeah, and Chris, I think when you look at this schedule, one thing you're going to realize, and we may talk about this later in the. Yeah, before we get started with the season, but if you need a measuring stick from anybody from 3A to the Division II AAA level, look at Ottawa. You can base yourself off Ottawa. They're the only team in the area to play their entire schedule within the Chattanooga area. They don't play anybody outside of the Chattanooga area on their schedule. And like you said, that murderer's row five-game stretch to start off the season is going to be insane, Chris. We're going to learn a lot about Udawa, but we're also going to learn a lot about a lot of other teams because I think Udawa can be very, very consistent and might be the most consistent team to start off because of their speed and because of their defensive ability. But um, this is going to be the biggest measuring stick in the Chattanooga area, and this might be our Walker Valley team this year where we kind of have to – they're forced us to talk about them every single week, Chris. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I mean, they're going to start out with a big rival in in East Hamilton, and then 
from there, it's, you know, it's another fist fight the next week with Red Bank, and then you get into region play with Walker Valley and Ray County before you see Baylor. I mean, there's not a there's not a breather in there if you're Ottawa. That's a really tough schedule to, to begin the season. Goose Manning is in his first year. He is an Ottawa graduate and Ottawa alum, and he is in his first year leading his program at Ottawa, and he was kind enough to spend a few minutes with us here on SETN Preps. <laughs> Goose, you're in a, um, I guess it's a, it's a pretty elite fraternity of, of local coaches who, guys who are the head coach now at their, their alma mater. There's not too many guys that can, that can say that. What does it mean to you to be the head coach at Ottawa? Well, you know, it means a lot. You know, I, I graduated from, in 2011 and uh, went to, went and played Carson Newman, I played at Carson Newman with Ken Sparks. And, you know, to me, the opportunity to come back and, and here's my thing, you know, I've never been anywhere else. Uh, I got a job at Udawa as an assistant um, football coach and head wrestling coach right out of college. Um, and, and, you know, really never looked back. And then, you know, luckily enough, I went to uh, – I interviewed for the job in March. Didn't get it. And then um, Shane had found another opportunity. So I uh, was a time for about three weeks, and they, they asked me to come back. And, you know, it was a no-brainer for me. When did you realize uh, I'm ready to be a head coach? I, I'm I, I'm ready for this. Uh, well, you know the funny thing is, is I never, you know, I never really set out to to get in, or I never never got into coaching to, to be a head coach. Uh, I always like kind of being Scott's guy um, that did the social media and did did the you know the, the stuff the kids liked, and um, you know I kind of got the head wrestling job because it was open and. And I, you know, I was I was uh, I was a relatively decent wrestler in high school, um, and I guess you know the the admin approached me and asked me to interview and, and you know all this and I started thinking about it. And I was like, you know what, I probably could do a good job, and uh, and I could, you know I'm doing it for the kids, not for, not for myself and and for our staff and our school and our community. So uh, honestly, I couldn't tell you when I decided I you know I was ready to be a head coach. I, you know, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm still young, so I'm sure I'll go through some growing pains, and some people will say I'm not ready now, and, and, and that's fine. I mean, you know, you don't get into coaching, uh, so you listen to you know, you don't get into coaching to listen to people in the stands. How has your how has your relationship changed with the kids? You you've you mentioned the fact you've you've done the social media stuff for for Ottawa, and you've done a great job with it. And I know the kids they love that kind of stuff. Uh, now though. As the head coach, it's a little bit of a different, little different relationship now than when you were an assistant coach, or is it? Uh, yeah, I'd say I'd say it is because now, as the as you know, I guess the head man in charge, um, you can't be you know you got to have some of that disciplinarian style to, to go with it, and kind of as assistant, you know, you don't always necessarily have to play the role of the good guy. Like you, you know, you still got to coach them hard and, and love them hard, but but you know, you, you're not until until recently. I've never had to been the guy. I had to be the guy that said, "Hey, you know, let's do up downs. Let's get on the sideline." I've never had to be that guy. Uh, but but the good thing about the, this group we got now is is they're such a good group of kids, and and it's you know you, you get on them and they know why you're doing it. Uh, they know they know it's for the better. 
And, and that's been the, the easiest part for me is, you know, you don't have to coach effort. And a couple times we have, you know, it's, it's been corrected quick and, and they learn. And, and like I said, our relationship, I'd like to say, you know, like I'm not doing, I'm, I'm still the social media guy, but I'm not, I can't do it as, you know, in depth as I've been doing because of all the other responsibilities. But I think they know that, that uh, we've got their best interests as a staff in mind. Um, and, you know, we're, we're kind of dividing and conquering, conquering that aspect. Have you thought about what it's going to feel like for you as, as a head coach to, to stand on that sideline and, and know that it's, it's on your shoulders at that point? Uh, yeah. I care, I care a lot about the school and this community and this program. Um, so I definitely, like, you know, everybody takes the, takes the job and wants to do a good job. But, but I'm kind of – and not that pressure's a bad thing, you know. A lot, a lot of, a lot of good things happen when you get put under pressure. Um, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping that you know that kind of our kids kind of embraced it, because um, you know we've got this this year we've got one of the toughest schedules in the state, and uh, and it's not going to be not going to be easy. The, the good part is, is, you know, we start off with uh, with a pretty good rivalry for us at East Ham, um, so there is no like warming up to it, and it's basically like hey, what's and you know they're going to be a good football team, so we're going to get. Uh, tested right off the bat and and it's going to mean something for our community um, for our zip code yeah i, I want to get to that uh, that schedule coming up here in a few minutes because that's that's a ridiculous start to the season that, that you guys have <laughs> we'll get to that uh, what's it been like uh, to tell me about the scrimmages and you know were you guys able to get some seven on seven work i know it's been kind of strange going from coach chandler to coach williams and now to you what have you? What do you feel like you guys have been able to get done this summer? Uh, so when I when we first when I first got the job, it, it, like I think it was July second. Uh, when I first got the job, July second, I thought we were, we were really going to be behind, um, and and we've kind of had to, to to spin our wheels pretty quick. But it really it really has been has been pretty smooth. Um, I, I you know I came in and I basically I said I didn't want to change the schedule. Whatever they had already had planned, let's just do it. And that would be the easiest for everybody. For instead of 90 people to adjust, it would just be me um, adjusting to their schedule. Now, the only real change we had to do was an offense because I don't, I'm not sure what they were doing, and they, you know, they they weren't far enough in it to really be able to explain it to me. So we kind of we kind of took what we did last year, you know, because that's what I know and that's what you know, a lot of them kind of still remember. Um, so we kind of took that and and molded it. Uh, we were able to do some seven on sevens those first. That first week or two, you know, we, we got back from the dead period and had a seven-on-seven seven the, the third day back. Uh, so we took about four pass plays, and, and I was pretty adamant that I didn't care what the score was, and that was not honestly like I know everybody says it, but uh, but I didn't even keep score. Um, uh, we were just trying to work on stuff, uh, and the same thing with our scrimmages. You know, we went to Central the other day, and uh, I think I think the final score of it, like we played two full quarters, and the final score was like 26 to 7 or something uh, Central. Um with two of the, I think the last two being on the, on our JV and, uh, or I, I think it was 26, 14, cause we ran a pick six to end it. Um, but you know, we, we probably could have been really successful running like outside zone and, and the, uh, and the screens on the edge cause we, we were throwing pretty well, but I wanted to see if we could block power and I found out we weren't great at it. So now I know, you know, we need to work on some stuff and, and that's kind of what we went, we, you know, I told the defense too, we, we went in, we didn't, don't game plan for scrimmages really. Uh, you just kind of play your stuff and see if you can do it better than they can do theirs. So that's kind of what our off season has been thus far. Is hey, let's see what we got and where we where we where we need to go, kind of deal. 
Yeah, Coach, you know, looking at this, uh, you know, looking at the schedule, looking at your new teams you've got, uh, you're moving down from 6A to that 5A level. You know, what is, I guess, I mean, I guess, I guess that's great for y'all. Uh, what is your mindset going into that? Yeah, you know, when they started talking about reclass, uh, reclassifying, you know, a year or so ago, whenever they whenever they started talking about it, uh, we were like, okay, our numbers are down. We'll, we'll drop to 5A because, you know, we've been – We've had 5A numbers playing the 6A level, and, and not not just the 6A level, but like the Cleveland, the Bradley Centrals, the Marivals, you know, the the Blount County schools. Uh, so it's you know not only were we in a plan playing above our numbers, we're also in the toughest region, to, in my opinion, uh, in East Tennessee. Uh, so so bumping down, you think, okay, that's awesome. Well, then you throw in, uh, you keep McMinn County in the region. You grab Ray County, who's always tough. You grab Walker Valley, who who had their best season in school history last year with Aikens, and uh, and then you add Howard. So, so while you think, okay, that's awesome, we you know we dropped the classification. You didn't add any any wins, automatic wins there. You know, I mean, every one of those schools was a playoff school last last season. Um, so, basically, you know, I mean, basically, what I'm saying is like we still, you know, we still got to come to work every week. Uh, no matter, no matter in season or in region, out of region, you know, whatever we, we've, you know, we, we dropped and that'll help depth wise, but, but we, you know, there's no, slump, uh, no chumps on that, on our schedule and in, in our region at all. Are you guys the biggest public school in Hamilton County? Uh, I think so right now. Howard, Howard has experienced a bunch of growth in the last year or so, a couple of months. Um, so that, you know, that's why they, they've caused that jump from 4A to 5A, uh, but right now, I think we're still the biggest uh, based on enrollment. I'm not sure what our numbers and what Howard's numbers are, but um, but we're, we're we're probably pretty close. But I think I think we're still the biggest. Tell us about your coaching staff. Okay, so basically, we kept a lot of the guys the carryover from last year. Um, you know, we lost we lost our offensive coordinator in Christian Maynard. Uh, he went with uh, Coach Chandler to Tyner, um, kind of as as I did, and then also our weights and weights guy, one of our co defensive coordinators in. Um, Les Boyum. Uh, so we lost those guys to Tyner and it was Scott and uh, Shannon did a great job getting the DC and a waste guy in. Uh, we, we got JD Dunbar back from East Hamilton. Um, so he'll be our, he'll be our defense coordinator and our strength coach. Um, and, and he's, he's great with the kids, man. Not only is he, is he what I think is the best weights guy, uh, in Hamilton County. Um, he, he, he's developed such a good relationship with the kids. Um, and you see that because people, you know, like our kids graduate and come back, and the first person they ask if it's still there is Dunbar. Um, and you know, I actually, the funny thing is, is like I, he was my coach when I was in high school. Uh, when he first moved down here, I think I was a junior, and I moved him in his house. Um, so we've kind of got a pretty good relationship. Um, so, but he's going to be our DC. Uh, Wes Caldwell is on paper going to be our offense coordinator, but I'll call plays. Kerry uh, Jackson, who you know is a, a state championship uh, assistant coach. Um, and a, a previous defensive coordinator is in our secondary. Um, and then uh, Coach Kanopke is going to be our special teams coordinator. Um, and then we've got a, a two volunteer assistants in uh, Bruce Kanopke, who's going to help with the O-line, and uh, Robert Roan, who is a uh, – he works in here. He's, he's in the military, and he's, his, he volunteers his time with us uh, at receivers. Uh, and then we just got a, a new offensive line coach uh, whose name is Luke Fisher, and uh, he just moved down here from um, Illinois, I think. Uh, so that, I think that kind of – oh, my brother. My brother's still helping. Um, he's going to help linebackers. Uh, his name is Drew Manning. 
let's talk about the schedule now for a minute. I mean, you, you talked about the region you guys are in a second ago, but when you open up the year, East Hamilton, Red Bank, Walker Valley, Ray County, and Baylor to start the year. Holy smoke, man. That is <laughs> that is a ridiculous – that may be the toughest one, two, three, four, five games to open the season that anybody in the state is going to play. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, Scott Chandler and I are pretty close and he made the schedule last, last, uh, I guess it was the end of last semester or end of last, uh, semester one for us. And, uh, at the time I was like, okay, that's going to be a tough schedule now that my name's on it. I'm like, okay, thanks Scott. <laughs> um, he didn't, didn't do, no, you, you can't do anything about the region games, but he didn't have to, and he's Hamilton, obviously we needed to put that back on there. Um, but then you throw Baylor in there who's who I have to imagine is getting tired of Macaulay winning back-to-back state titles. Uh, so, so they're going to start They're You know, obviously they, you know, they always try, try to try to compete, but like, they're going to start really, really th- trying to throw some Baylor weight around. Um, and like I said, I mean, that's, that's five playoff teams to start the year, you know? I want to ask you now about a couple of kids. Um, I, I know you lost your quarterback from last year in Fisher Perry. He graduated kid that is coming back that I thought was had a chance last year in, in watching you guys, and I saw y'all twice last year, first two games of the season, as a matter of fact. Uh, the kid that really just jumped out to me athletically was Dakota Jones. Where does he yes, where does he fit in with you guys this year? Uh, well, so we've actually gotten pretty lucky at the running back position. Um, so Dakota, not that we really have, have a starter named, um, but Dakota obviously athletically is very gifted, um, and he and he knows the offense. This will be his second year, and because like I said, we're we're running a similar offense to last year, so it'll be his second year in the system. Um, and what I what I love most about Dakota is that he's not the biggest tailback that we've ever had, but he he thinks that he is. He's not afraid to lower his shoulder and, and gain those extra yards or two. But the good part is he's got the speed that goes with it. Now you know also in saying that. We won't have to run him 20, 25 times a game because we got uh, we got a young man that, that played with us as a sophomore who who was probably our best zone back. Um, uh, his name's Jordan Green. We he he didn't play last year because of COVID. Well, he's returned now, and so he's a senior. And he's he really hit the weight room white why he wasn't at school and and, and with us. And uh, so now we I think we'll have a pretty good little one two punch with uh, with Jordan and Dakota in the backfield. So hopefully that'll take a little pressure off of our uh, off of our first year starter quarterback, um, AJ. So yeah, tell me about that. I wanted to ask you: uh, Is it AJ Robinson? Is he the kid that's going to play quarterback? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's he's gonna he's gonna get to start uh, start week one for us at quarterback. Uh, and he he honestly last year as a sophomore read the offense better than Fisher did, but it was one of those things like uh, he you know Fisher's our dude, so it's you can't. You couldn't almost you couldn't justify starting you know starting AJ over Fisher because Fisher does so many other things with his legs. Uh, AJ is athletic and he can run, but he's more of a distributing kind of pocket passer kind of guy. Um, and that's you know like I said he has got some legs and and and, and uh, plays you know he plays second and shortstop and in baseball so he can move. He's mobile. Uh, we just want to try to take care of him a little bit and and, and let him kind of distribute it to our our wideouts who's probably our most um, experienced group yeah you do have a uh, you do have a pretty good group of uh of wideouts coming back is it uh Doty is it Christian Doty is that is that the right pronunciation yes sir, yes, sir. Christian Doty 
Yeah. Now, I know he was a a, a big player for you guys uh, offensively last year at that wide receiver spot. Is he the fastest kid you've got? Uh, I I want to say yes, but I would probably make the other ones mad because they always they always especially you know when we in in practice with conditioning it's between him and uh, Dawson Jones who's Dakota's older brother um, and then uh, Quincy Harvey they all they all can run you know I, I I joke but you know we really could if if we stole Rocco Jennings from cornerback put him at wide receiver we could put the four by one hundred team um, at wide out. Uh, with with those three guys plus plus Rocco, uh, all four of those guys can move. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, I think Doty probably is the fastest because of the, the the length of his legs. He probably grabs a couple extra inches every step. Um, tell us a little bit about the guys up front. Uh, so we're returning two, I'll say two and a half starters off on the offensive line uh, because one was our like six man rotator last year. Uh, so he's got plenty of playing time. He probably he probably snagged a couple starts last year, um, but uh, Noble Canock and Joseph Singerly are two returning uh, tackles, um, and uh, and they're, they're Joseph Joseph I think is going to be our the the anchor of our offensive line. He you know at, at right tackle, uh, he's he started for almost two and a half years now. Um, we we've got some young guards uh, and the young center, but they're they're guys that that I think ultimately. Will be will be. I, I I'd hate to say what division, but I think two two of the three of them can sign a college scholarship by the time they graduate. So they'll be young, but we're gonna be we're gonna be good enough up front, hopefully to to get us the edge to to hopefully let our speed kind of help help us with that. Um, like I said, we just what I what I'm really looking for now is is that sixth and seventh guy. Uh, that you know that maybe to, to rotate in to, to spell one of our guys. So if we need to coach him up or, or just talk to him or just give him a breather, we we really need to find that sixth and seventh guy for us on on the offensive line. Uh, and then one person I don't want to leave out is Nick Sullivan. He's been our uh, our H back kind of tied in Y back for uh, our fullback for three years. This will be his third year, um, and he probably is our best blocker on the football team. Uh, and not even because he's bigger. Now he is the strongest kid pound for pound on the team, um, but he. Uh, He's just so football intelligent. You know, if he gets beat on a block, he's not going to hold. He'll he'll undercut and run with him. I mean, he's he's probably our best best offensive uh, offensive blocker. Coach, tell us what you're going to look like on defense this year. Uh, so we're going to run kind of a three four shell um, with two high safeties, and and you know we'll play we'll play all, you know a couple different coverages. Um, our linebacking crew is is probably our most experienced. Well, I say that they're they're our oldest, but least experienced. I guess they're, they've all played football. They just all haven't played linebacker. Um, Jaden Carmichael is is got a chance to be that the, the like our dude on defense, um, and he has been for you know he's defensive end as a sophomore. He started ten games, um, and then uh, last year he was kind of a defensive end outside linebacker for the full ten. Um, and right now he's just playing outside linebacker, kind of that walk down guy. Uh, Nick Sullivan again, you know, our, he's been a three year starter on offense, uh, but hasn't played a whole lot of linebacker. Um, and then uh, we got Troy Berry and Kevin Profit, um, and then we got a couple couple guys that have moved in from from out of state. Uh, uh, we actually had we actually had three or four guys move in from California all in the same like two week span. Um, so a couple of those guys are going to end up being being uh, you know needing to needing to get some quality snaps for us. 
Um, and then uh, on the defensive line, you know, we're going to be young on the defensive line, but we're going to we're really athletic. You know, we're we're going to be a little undersized, but we're our kids can move um, between between C.J. Carter and uh, Jamal Whitaker and Caden uh, McMahon, uh, James Clemson. I'm going to leave some amount, but but we're we're like I said, we're undersized, but but we can we're athletic. Um, and then in the secondary, we've got a bunch of guys again that that have played a lot of snaps, but just maybe not at the position they're at. So so we've got some seniors in the in the in the back end and Jeremiah West and Drew McMillan who have played a lot of snaps, but but more at like the outside linebacker kind of nickelback position. And then uh, then at corner, I'm not sure who one of our corners starters is, is going to be, but uh, Jason Carmichael is 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 kind of the one that's uh, kind of solidified itself. Um, cause he's, he's been a starter, a starting corner for two years. Um, and then we'll have some other guys rotate in at that other one that, that, uh, they're kind of, they're kind of competing for that starting spot now. Uh, but like I said, we're going to run that three, four shell and coach Dunbar's, he does a great job of game planning and trying to keep it simple for, for our guys. So, that, so we don't spend time, spend more time trying to check in and out of stuff and, and just play defense. And, and I mean, that's what it comes down to when you, you know, talk about football is, is you can game plan all you want, but if you can't block and can't tackle, you know, you're not going to be very successful. What's the strength of this team? What do you feel like the strength is right now? Ooh, right now, I would have to say just kind of our, our speed. Um, and then hopefully hopefully our strength will come on. You know, we, with this weights program, we can get kind of get into it. And uh, hopefully it'll it'll help us towards the end of the year. But right now, I think I think to me it has to be has to be our speed, and and hopefully hopefully our conditioning. Our our kids have really bought into that over the off season, um, especially the last four or five weeks that I've been around them. They've uh, they've really gotten after it and, and are asking for more. And, and I'm hoping that you know in two weeks when we play when we you know we, we get on the bus and ride to East Hamilton that that maybe late in the third and fourth quarter we still got some juice we still got some gas in the tank and uh and that's that maybe separates us or or helps us get an edge um but like i said there's right now that we got such a good group of kids um that's what i think is is the best thing for us is is we we want to get better every day coach what is your biggest worry about this team what's going to keep you up at night uh, honestly, probably me. <laughs> me. I, I've, uh, you know, I've been, uh, I've been, I've been, uh, a co-offensive coordinator, I guess, for, you know, like two or three years off and on, you know, a little, little help here and there with, with coach Brian and coach Green and Boyum and, and, uh, with, uh, Christian Maynard last year, but I've never actually had to call place. So what I want to make sure I do is don't overthink it again. You know, I, Nick, I heard Nick Saban one time say, you know, when you, when it comes down to crunch time, don't call plays based on schemes called plays based on players um so i think my main focus every week is going to be how do we get the ball to our play and i know that sounds cliche but it's cliche for a reason get the ball to the playmakers you know and 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 don't try to overthink it don't don't think oh why would you do this here nobody else does that well shoot i mean you know you don't put a picture on a scorecard so let's just get it done and and, and don't don't overdo it and let, let the kids play football and that's you know that's kind of what i told them also like i you know don't be afraid to make a mistake. Just fly around, have a good time, and you know you only get to play high school football for three or four years. So, so make it worth it and, and have a good time doing it. Um, but I, like I said, that's I think me, me mostly. I mean, that's I'm 
out of all the inexperience we got, I'm the least experienced as a head coach, you know? So that, that's probably, I don't want, I don't want to put those kids in a position where they got to take, take one for me. Coach, appreciate it. Best of luck to you guys. Thank you. Hey, I appreciate y'all having, having me on and giving me the opportunity to talk, talk about our kids and our program. Uh, anytime I get a chance to do that and, and uh, in our in our school, you know, I, I'm gonna take it. And, and like I said, anytime y'all want to holler at me, I know you said like, we we got a busy week and we do. But anytime y'all want to talk, if y'all need somebody to fill in or whatever, just give me a shout. Thanks again to Goose Manning for uh, giving us some time. And Chandler, I give look, I give the coach credit, man. He was he was pretty upfront and honest about the fact that a I think he understands how difficult this schedule is going to be, but but also too he understands that look, it's it's year one for me as a head coach. There's going to be some roadblocks, and you and I we've talked about this before over the last four years. Uh, you know. Look, anytime you're a you're a first year head coach, there's always going to be some things that are going to come up that in year one, I don't know that you necessarily know quite how to handle it, but when you see it again in year five or year eight, then you're able to know what your adjustment needs to be. And I think that's where uh you know, it'll be a little bit of a learning curve for Goose Manning, but uh look, speed can cover up a lot of things, right? That's the one thing. That's the one thing you can't coach, and it sounds like he's got a he's got a ton of that. Yeah, that is the one thing you can't coach, and it's the one thing that can keep you in games more than anything else is that kind of speed. Because you know, Chris, I remember two you know a year or two ago we were talking about Udawa, and you could just never count them out of a game because they had that big play ability, and a lot of it came down to the speed. They were able to get down the field and and have the big plays, whether it was a run or a pass, but. They had that big playability on offense, and that's why you could never count them out. And that's why I never, almost never, count out Udawa when they're in, in, in a dogfight. All right, it's going to wrap it up for us here on this edition of SETN Preps. We invite you to join us again. We have got uh, more conversations with more coaches coming. And then, of course, starting next week, Chandler and I, we get into our – we'll do a little review. We will do kind of a, a bit of a review of the Jamborees. Uh, we'll release that on Monday of next week, and then our typical – um, preview for week one will come out on Thursday of next week. And so starting next week will be Monday and Thursday, and we're with you through the rest of the uh, regular season. Hope you can be with us at SETN Preps on Twitter, on Facebook. Subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We will see you guys soon. Hey, this is Chandler from SETN Preps. We hope that you're enjoying the SETN Preps podcast and all we have to offer. If you really, really enjoyed the podcast, we'd love to get some listener support. As little as 99 cents a month could help us out tremendously. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm, search SETM Preps Podcast, and click on the listener support button is all you got to do to help us out. We'd really appreciate it and really appreciate your support. And thank you for listening to SETM Preps.